What's up guys, here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 102, here with my guy Bretson, how are you? 102, 102, I, I'm, I'm as about as good as Lamine Yamal. I'm going to say I'm about as good as Lamine Yamal. That's really good. You know why? Yes. Because at 15 years old, the gem of La Masia, La Masia, why do I always say that wrong? Anyway, La, Yamal, one of the biggest gems of Barcelona's youth academy, right? Got to witness that Atletico Madrid mm -hmm. win from the bench as yes. a 15. Year old, you know, if he had gotten in, man, if he had gotten in, he would have been the youngest ever to play. But he's the Barcelona. youngest ever to been called up. That's the oh, youngest you ever go. to been called up. Chavi's already doing bits with La Masia yeah. with Balde too. That is already a world class left back yeah, and man. performing <laughs> right now. He's not maybe ability, but performing right now, he's in form. And people, yeah. I gotta start too. I gotta say this. All yeah. the top, uh, the number one positions in the top European leagues, all of them are out of the European competitions. Bayern Munich, mm. Arsenal, uh, Bifica, Feyenoord, uh, Napoli. Every yeah. single team is out of the, the Champions League, Europa League. And not, not to forget too, Barcelona. Barcelona is out too of the European competitions. So this, is, this yeah. must be the 2022-2023 season curse. If you're number one uh, in the league, you do not win European competitions. <laughs> yeah, and you were probably uh, eliminated by an Italian team of some sort too. <laughs> no, uh, but I do have to. I do have to correct you there, right? Because mm -hmm. you said Bayern Munich's at the top of the Bundesliga table. That oh, ain't true, sir. That's that ain't true. true, sir. Yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, Dort it's true. Dortmund took Dortmund took their match. They took that gift handed to them by Bayern, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Took it by the scruff of their neck, thanks to uh, Kareem Adeyemi and Danielle Malin finally coming to life. Get me, get me some more Malin and Adeyemi. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. But that's not what we're here to start with, right? We are here to start 102. First, I didn't ask you. I got to ask you. How are you, Alex? Uh, Did you survive this past week? I, I've, survived, I've survived pretty well <laughs> because Arsenal. Wow, oh my days. The title race is back. Uh, the Bundesliga race is back. But the La Liga yeah. race, we can, it's secured now with that win to an Atletico. But let's start with the Prem. And people, put down below yeah. in the comment section, what topics do you want to see in episode 103, 104? Do you want to see yeah. in the podcast in the future? But Arsenal, momentum isn't looking good for Arteta's boys. And 3-3, no. three, three, that draw with Southampton felt like a loss. Momentum isn't oh, yeah. good. Saka, Saka must extend. And Arsenal in their next four league games, they're going to face Man City, Chelsea, Ooh. Newcastle, and Brighton. And if, if they're going to win the Premier League, they at least need to get nine points from these four matches. At least. And it will be at very, least. very tough with this young mentality team. So, yeah. I, I, look, Arsenal, I want to know. What are your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, that was a uh, comeback, I guess, that was launched by Saka and Martinelli when all is said and done. Yeah. But they, they shot themselves in, in the foot. I mean, Aaron Ramsdale starting the game, uh, trying to put a ball. Uh, I, 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 it's as if he thought he was playing sixth tier, you know, English football FA Cup game. I don't know, four screen rovers or something. Sorry to pick on four screen rovers. But 
I, I don't understand why he decided to play that ball and and go that going to Alcaraz um, in the first minute uh, that set the tone. Mm-hmm. That set the tone, and then and then there were just multiple multiple um, issues uh, most of that match. And fine, I, I guess credit to them that they came back, they scraped out a, a, a draw, and they probably felt they could have got more. But I, I you could see it on Arteta's face; he was about to break. Um, he was yeah. about to break character. He was about to break. Um, and the way that they laid down, the way that they kind of almost conceded at the end of that game uh, with how, how much that that uh, comeback took out of them, uh, they almost knew as if the Premier League was, um, <laughs> if their pinky was on the trophy previously, it is now off the trophy because yes. uh, the, Wednesday the 26th is going to give us all of the answers we need to know. And I think, I think the Emirates, um, if you guys are going to win this thing, mm. it's going to come down to that 12th man. It's mm. going to come down to the Emirates being as loud as, it's as raucous. City, I, think. I think it's at the uh, Etihad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's in the it is at the Etihad. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. right. So My brain. Even the, even, I'm sorry. So let's see. Vacation brain. Vacation brain. <laughs> so what I got to say on Arsenal, though, I know I see yeah. a lot of hate and because they don't win a cup. Yeah. They can get a second place. And to be fair, mm. in my opinion, this is a successful season for Arsenal if they finish second. Yeah. They must extend yeah. with Saka. No one expected them to be second too. And Martinelli, last season in the Prem, had six goals and six assists. Injury-free season. Right now, he's got 15 goals and five assists. The development is insane. And Odegaard is an established leader now. World-class leader at Arsenal. So in my opinion, Arsenal have improved. So I think yep. to convince Saka, hopefully Arsenal only need the Champions League, okay? Because I think Arteta has proven himself as a manager and the team around him is successful, in my opinion. Yeah. It was well built. Uh, so yeah, it's Saliba. Saliba, though, I, I have to agree with you because you pointed out a couple of podcasts ago, Saliba needs to get more consistency. And ever since mm-hmm. that, that break of the national team, he's not been the same. It's true. The Saliba at the beginning yeah. of the Premier League season was immense under 23 centre-back, and he's struggling right now. So they have to go yeah. to the market. Arsenal needs to sign Declan Rice's, Moises Caicedo-type players, and maybe more centre-backs, okay? And yeah. please don't let go of Tierney to Newcastle. I see some news about that. Please don't let go of Tierney. He's a great player. Well, if Newcastle can figure out how to keep him healthy... Um, mm-hmm. That, yeah. that that's 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 a I, I could see tyranny at Newcastle. I mm-hmm. mean, listen, Arsenal, it hasn't quite gotten going for him. And I don't I mean, has he been has he been as good as we all thought he could be Who? when he was at his best for Celtic tyranny? Uh, he hasn't. No. And, and, and considering, okay. too, how Ben White, like all of a sudden is a proven right. player at the position. Like, yeah, no, I understand that. I understand. I'm I, just, I'm just worried and here. Zinchenko, I, I'm looking. Zinchenko. Sorry. Yeah, and Zinchenko, Zinchenko also hasn't looked his best as of late. Let's, let's be honest there too. Um, uh, so I, I'm looking at it. They've conceded seven goals in the last three games. All three games have been draws. You're absolutely right. They're heading into the Etihad. Um, and uh, obviously history isn't necessarily on their side in, in the sense of, I think in the last 20 um I don't want to get this wrong, but I think in the last 20, Manchester City has won or drawn 17 of the 20. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's 15 wins in the last 20. So uh, really what it's coming down to here is uh, I'm not going to call it a miracle uh, necessarily, uh, but uh, they're going to need a hot start the way that Southampton got. They're going to need to force a mistake on Mm -hmm. Manchester City. 
Because yeah. the way Manchester City is playing right now, um, they they know. They oh. absolutely know uh, that they're in this. And I, I think we have to kind of say it out loud. Mm. Manchester City is looking at the treble right yes. now. Trouble. If they can get this done. Treble contention right now. That's Guardiola's main aim. Especially Man City in the FA Cup haven't conceded one goal. Yeah. One goal. This happens because of Ruben Dias, Hakanji, Hake, Stones. So many defensive options that prove to pay the bills for Man City. Because I'll give guarantees to the team. And Mahrez too. Mahrez scored Ooh. a hat-trick in the FA Cup. Something that hadn't happened in the semi-final since 1958 in the competition. And that is an African legend in the Premier League, Riyad Mahrez. So you love to see it. And I love how Guardiola sneaked and said he always wants to play. When he's on the bench, he's always give me, giving me funny jokes. But they're not really jokes. Because he's right. a world-class player and he wants to be on the pitch. And I want to say too, Man City are 26 games unbeaten. 26 mm. games unbeaten. That's why yeah. Arsenal ain't going to stop them, in my opinion. Erling Haaland, Ruben Dias, Grealish looks so good after international break. Rodri, like Kevin De Bruyne atop an assist. I can't yeah. see Arsenal stopping this team. But what a season it's been for Arsenal. I wanted to say that. Really looking good. Really looking good, yeah. in my opinion. Just April has been a huge blimp. Huge blimp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is it is good. It is good. But there's no guarantee that next season Arsenal is um, tippy-top. There's no guarantee. I mean, you, you are a couple signings away if you look at kind of how it's all unraveled uh, over the last few months. And the funny thing is, it's not as if they're, like, losing a whole lot. It's just you have to be uh, very good to beat a Manchester City sign that has that has been there and done that over the last few uh few years not few years over the last five years very clearly they've been insanely insanely dominant and we all know when Liverpool won it they had to be basically next to perfect uh because Manchester City was you know running right alongside them so I it's it's tough to say it uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think Arsenal is going to be in a Premier League title race next season unless they make I, no right signings. No right signings. I think they will. I, mean, I think he's proven himself in the past, Arteta management, that he can do right signings. I think they will be. I, I, I won't say that they're guaranteed to get the top two, considering uh -huh. like you have a Newcastle getting much better. United, okay, they will be much better next season, in my opinion, too. But they better be Chelsea. I don't <laughs> uh, Chelsea. I don't know. Tottenham. I don't know. So I could see Arsenal being ahead of these teams still and being in the Champions League top positions. But to win the Prem, this was a great opportunity. And now people will be judging that. But the main difference from Man City and Arsenal, Arsenal have a fantastic potential team with soccer world class potential. Martinelli yep. world class potential. Odegaard a leader. But Man City has world-class guarantees. De Bruyne, Haaland, Ruben Dias, Khadri, all are leading players in their, in their position world-class. So yeah. that's the main difference. And Arsenal needs to keep developed to get to that stage that Guardiola managed to get with this Man City team. So I'm going yeah. to say this. Man City is my choice to win the Prem. I think it's... I think it's pretty obvious that I'm deciding that. And we yes. will be talking more about the Champions League forwards. But put in the comments section if you believe that Man City will win the treble like we hinted at the start of this topic too. And I want to say Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland, man. If he wins.
wins this trouble for Man City. And he's like top goal scorer in the Champions League that he is right now. Huge yep. records broken in the Premier League too. Like people, everybody will be saying Haaland Ballon d'Or. So I would love that to happen. But Messi is obviously favored until now winning the World Cup. But please, Haaland, yeah. please, come on. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, the way he's the way he's rewriting the record books, I, I think it's going to be a whole lot closer than people are giving him credit for, even if he doesn't win the Champions League. I hope even so. if he doesn't win the Champions League. But uh, hey, it, it almost feels too positive, right, Manchester City fans? It feels too positive right now. You're still technically five points behind. Right with a with games in hand, I got it. You're still still have not lifted the uh, Champions League trophy, but you're going to play either Inter or AC Milan if you can get through who Real Madrid. Real Madrid. <laughs> so uh, you still haven't necessarily won uh, the FA Cup, but we'll see. It's uh, you know United Brighton. It might be done soon. I, I have no clue, but it, either one of them completely beatable as you've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, throughout the course of this season, uh, it almost feels too positive. And you and I, uh, it, it was it was even before this Southampton draw, this mm -hmm. Arsenal Southampton draw. I think that we've yeah, we had yeah, kind of yeah. convinced ourselves that the momentum obviously was shifting, and it seems like everybody else has adopted that momentum. And I'm just wondering what can Mikel Arteta do uh, to essentially, I don't know, swing the tide back in their favor. Um, and is there a tactical uh, trick? Is there is there some something slick that Pep Guardiola does not know about? Because remember, Arteta obviously learned a whole lot from Pep Guardiola. Is there something he can do uh, to turn that momentum back in his favor at the Etihad? Mm, I don't see anything. I don't see. I think Guardiola. <laughs> I think Guardiola knows the plan that Arsenal have, yeah. and he knows their limitations, and he's going to exploit yeah. them pretty hard. And one of them is names Holgate. Holgate is going to be a limitation going against Erling Haaland. I'm going to say that. Okay, that's this is going to be that's definitely a bold prediction from us. I think I don't think it's bold. I think it's just going to be in fruition. But top four. You said hold, hold, holding, holding, hold, right? Hold, uh, no, I'm, oh, holding. I'm sorry. I'm holding, sorry. Rob holding. holding. Oh, Not I'm Mason. So Mason Holgate, who's who's got his own <laughs> battle. So ahead. sorry. Uh, but but you're abs you're absolutely right. And and okay. losing Saliba that that is huge. But I I I just think. I just think, do you play for a draw at the Etihad? Yeah, you play for you play for a draw. <laughs> no, you but, don't. But you it, play but to win. But like, has that been his? No, you don't. But, but that's that's what I'm assuming here. Like, does he actually come out with some sort of a absolute defensive shape, considering that defense has been their their Achilles heel the last three games? Well, um, well, guess we'll I, have to see. I, do you think Arsenal's going to hmm. win? No. <laughs> so yeah people put down below if you believe that man city is not gonna get it done with arsenal or if you're in the same camp as us that we think mm. man city is gonna get this done and in the champions league yeah. two we're gonna be talking more forwards but newcastle yeah. oh my yeah. days tottenham tottenham is in the mud Conte mm. was right this is an excuses culture and they just gotta face the truth they're not ready to win a Champions League, nor a Premier League, not even top four. Newcastle exposed Tottenham in this game. Five goals in 20 minutes. Five goals. Yep. Alexander Isaac yep. didn't even believe what, what was happening. And nobody did. <sighs> nobody did. That was embarrassing too. And I want to say, Newcastle have two major 
underrated players with Joe Ellington and Fabian Schott. They deserve much more recognition. And Joe Ellington, go to the Brazil national team. Ele merece. Crack, crack the ball to Joe Ellington. They can play winger and midfielder too. Wanted to say that first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Eddie Howe is, uh, well, let's see, they're in third place now. So Eddie Howe has definitely put himself mm -hmm. uh, in the running for manager of the year in the Premier League. I mean, I like absolutely, that. you have to look at that. You have to look at that because the, the names, like the names that you just mentioned, right? Joe Linton. Mm-hmm. He once, he once was laughed at. True. He once was injury prone. He, he still is a little injury prone. Uh, but my goodness, has he been kind of revamped, reinvigorated. Miguel Almiron, there was talk of him leaving. There was talk of him probably heading back to Major League Soccer. There was all sorts of talk. Um, and, and you've gotten more out of those two uh, than I think anybody could have ever dreamed of. And now you've got the guys getting hot that need to get hot at the right time. And that's Alexander Izak, right? Mm -hmm. $70 million man or 70 million euro man. He's got 10 goals in 11 starts this season. The majority of them coming uh, since 2023 started. Uh, but most importantly for Newcastle, what I saw was a team itching to correct uh, a, a very odd outing against Aston Villa. Right, they were itching to get back to form, um, and they outworked, they outclassed, they outcared, they out whatever you could. I I don't know what what in the mud means anymore because frankly, Tottenham was so much lower than that. They were so much lower than that. They were in the crap. They were in the whatever. Not one of them looked like they could anticipate a ball for their life. And frankly, frankly, if you look at this. If it weren't for Harry Kane this season, uh -huh. if it weren't for Harry Kane this season, Spurs would honestly be in a relegation battle. Okay? They would. They have conceded. As zero goals in 22 games. I know. And, 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 and they have conceded. Spurs have conceded. Uh, I think only five teams have conceded more goals mm. than Tottenham in the Premier League this season. Oh. And all five of those teams are currently where? They're currently in a relegation battle, okay? <laughs> you take away Harry Kane's 24 goals this season, mm -hmm. and that's like a blink of the eye because of what Erling Holland is doing. Nobody cares what Harry Kane has done scoring 24 goals in the Premier League, which is pretty fantastic. Unbelievable. You take that away, and honestly, I, I believe it. Spurs is very, very close to a relegation battle this season, and it's sad to see. Um, I mean, Par I, I just I'm I'm pissed off almost for Spurs fans. Perisic asleep on the first goal. Pedro Porro asleep on the second no, goal. But what, Son yeah. but what happened? Uh, yeah. the, the game was a consequence of a bad decision straight from the start. They play in a 4-3-3 yeah. tactic with Pop Sar playing at the six. A player that's not used to this intensity, and the team is no. not used to this formation too. Starting with that, or it was a miracle, or it's gonna be a disaster. And it was a disaster. Yep. So I want to say, like, Baudrepour, all of these players, I don't think Perisic is a bad player. I don't think Baudrepour no. is a bad player. I just simply think Tottenham is a badly run club. No, Conte yeah. couldn't do it. Mourinho couldn't <laughs> do it. I, even Unspirit Sant would do better than this man that is right now there. I'm going to say Tottenham and Daniel Levy are so incredibly lucky for the devotion yeah. and the love that Son... Kane and Lloris have given to the club. Icons and legends, and they will never win a trophy for Tottenham. That is atrocious yeah. management, and it certainly is not their fault. 
Kane and yeah. Son are talked as one of the best duos ever in Premier League history, and they will not yeah. win anything. It's a rebuild. They need to accept the rebuild right now. And talking about Newcastle, I want to say too, Newcastle deserve the top four in the Champions League because they're playing better football than Tottenham, playing better football than Liverpool, and certainly playing, playing better football than Chelsea. Well-run yeah. club, good decisions in, in the summer, and they are going to go bold next season and did this summer transfer. I want to see who they're going to bring in. We're, I'm so and, excited. I'm so excited, and Brendan. Yeah, and, and still the best defense in the league, right? I mean, everyone expected that to get exposed. Even after that three-zip loss to Villa, uh, they've still conceded uh, just few. I mean, not quite Barcelona few yeah. in the Premier League this season, but they have uh, put That's together no <laughs> uh, quite a, exactly, quite an understanding force. I mean, these guys understand each other. Mm -hmm. Between Botman, between Fabian Schar, between, I mean, every one of these signings came in with a purpose, fit in for a tactical reason, and Eddie Howe's, you know, set up here. And you can't say the same about Spurs. Every one of those guys, I absolutely agree with you. Every one of those guys, as a standalone player, is considered a great player. Pedro Poro, Perisic, uh, Papasar has great, great, great potential, but he should have been nowhere close to this 11. Exactly. Um, Basuma, my goodness, Basuma one of the greatest uh, sales and departures that Brighton has ever done, considering how little Spurs have gotten out of them. Sure. And we're Charleston. I love how it's a smack across the face. You're already down 6-1 or whatever the heck it was. And you're like, in the 84th minute, then and only then is when I think we're Charleston should, be, should get into this game. Like how much of a slap across the face for a guy that was the face of a franchise, the face <laughs> of Everton for a long time. Uh, and I wish they... I'm sure they wish they had he him back. the best goal uh, of the, uh, the World uh, Cup. <laughs> exactly. And it just, it's, you're absolutely right. All of this does point back to one place. Um, and it's not Mason on the sideline. It's not, what's his name, Stellini or whatever, whoever yeah. leads it now. Um, and it certainly wasn't um, Conte necessarily. It is, we just said the same thing in a different way. But listen, Newcastle has done this before to them. In fact, I think their worst loss ever or their worst loss previous to this loss uh, was back in 1996. And, and guess guess who Spurs lost to then in 1996? It was Newcastle. <laughs> and it was 7-1, to one, but it was only 2-0 at the half, and they didn't concede five goals in the first 22 minutes. Um, but listen, I, I think the, the best part of this for Newcastle, because as much as we talk about how much Spurs did not show up, mm -hmm. um, and I feel bad for their fan base, but... Uh, Newcastle obviously deserves the credit here. And I am scared uh, for those that are going to be going against Newcastle next season because I think Alexander Izak is just getting started. Top 125 striker I, in the world. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And he's given much more space than he was at yeah. Real Sociedad in the Prem. I was shocked yes. with that game of Tottenham. Shocked. Yeah. And I want to just say, because we pointed Richarlison, and I said the stat, mm -hmm. is mad. Richarlison scored the best goal in the World Cup, or can be, can be in the debates. And for Tottenham, he's not a bad player, but he can score goals. And in 22 games, he hasn't done that. That is absolutely mad and shows the atrocious management at Tottenham. At the top. Not Conte's fault. It's just at the top, they don't give him the resources to the managers. Listen, so, if yeah. Richarlison started against Newcastle, at least, at least there'd be a broken leg or something somewhere because he would have torn somebody a new one in, in to try and get this ball back. And we, we weren't seeing it. Son was basically absent the majority of the game. I, I just have never... 
I've never been, and I'm hugely respectful mm-hmm. of Son. I am always careful because I, I, oh. he, he disappears. He disappears sometimes, and he is dangerously close. I mean, not dangerously close. I think it's pretty much guaranteed. He ain't getting anywhere close to 20 goals this season. Go to Real right? Madrid, son. Go to Real Madrid, yeah. son. Just fix it. Well, if listen, Kane is leaving, you, just go. <laughs> well, you want to you, you guarantee Harry Kane is leaving? Just yeah. watch that game back, man. Yeah, watch yeah. that game back. There's no reason for him to stay. Oh yeah, guarantee. There's no reason for him to Kane stay. Kane is leaving. Yeah. Kane is leaving Tottenham, Jeez. and it's and who do you think it's? You think it's United? Uh, well, if Byron were smart, <laughs> By- if Byron were smart in the past, they wouldn't got Christian Ronaldo, man. I'll say mm. that. Now they have to spend a hundred million nope. for Harry Kane, and no. with Ronaldo, they would have won the Bundesliga. I'll say that. Uh, for, are they gonna win? Maybe, but let's see. <laughs> we'll see. But with, we'll see. But with, I, but yeah. with two mentioning how yeah. Tottenham, I think United should be a comparison. And this season, Man United, they won the League Cup, and now in the final of the FA Cup, that is a huge W in my opinion. And they ended the top four mm. two in the Champions League. A positive season by Eric Ten Hag, and better things will come in the future. I really believe in. That more options, better substitutes. I'm always saying that. <laughs> and a ball playing oh. goalkeeper, ball playing goalkeeper. Oh, I know that Gaia's got the clean sheets, but you need you need you need a ball playing goalkeeper with you with Eric Ten Hag, not even United. Yeah, <laughs> but come on, they should have gotten past Sevilla, man. Ah, uh, but, but you have Maguire. Look at the handicap yeah. when you have Maguire. That is what oh, happens, and it's Sevilla oh, Cup. Sevilla's won six times the Europa League. I wouldn't be Sevilla, surprised if they get the seven this season. <laughs> Sevilla is in a relegation battle. They are a shade of what they were in the past. They, I, I mean, it, there's no way to sugarcoat that. That was a massive, massive L on Ten Hag's uh, revamp of Manchester United. They had every, every bit, every ounce uh, that they needed to get by Sevilla. Okay, agree. if you're gonna lose in the end to AS Roma or somebody like that, fine. Okay, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it, they should have gotten by Sevilla, and that that one is a uh, is a red X instead of a green check mark on the did they make progress this season uh, for Ten Hag's report card. Because okay? they had no okay. Lisandro Martinez, no Varane. I, I'm, I not gonna, it, but... I'm not going to blame. I I, I, for me, Eric Ten Hag, he just needs to clean this team more. Like f- players like Phil Jones, Scott McTominay, players that, <laughs> uh, yeah, Martial. I, look, they need a striker. They need more yeah. center backs at the back, better options. And they need to sign Jeremy Frank Bog, in my opinion, one of the best mm. right wing backs in the world right now. That's what my hey, United up. need, in my opinion. And they will be. Yeah. A world-class team if everything develops the right way with Tanak that has the potential. It has the potential. And I'll say if Man United, they won the League Cup. If Man United yep. win the FA Cup too, like it's a huge w, huge win season. And I will say if they get Champions League, it will be a better season than Arsenal if they finish second. Man United mm. winning two trophies. That is mad for Eric Ten Hag to do that in his first season. So, yeah, I think it's overall wins. Rashford's looking much better. Sancho, yeah. iffy. Anthony, big buy, but I think he'll grow like Grealish a bit. So, Sabitzer, no. Eriksen, injured. So, there's still a lot of question marks. And I feel I, yeah. I really know we'll have answers in the future with them. Uh, you really agree? Okay, but Anthony... Anthony needs to be measured by goals and assists. Grealish does a whole <laughs> lot more than Anthony off the ball. Does he not? True, true. I agree. 
I agree. I mean, I just feel, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, I get the, I absolutely get the comparison. Overpriced. Oh, price they absolutely tags. are. I mean, but, but yeah, they can still ten, perform. Ten Hog, ten Hog needs to do. Yeah, he, it, it was purely okay. That loss to Sevilla was obviously an understanding that we are at the beginning. Yeah. of the Ten Hag revival. We are not at the end of it, which we all knew, but maybe it did need to still be said. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, yeah, injuries, you're absolutely right, did play a part. But once upon a time, Harry Maguire was a serviceable tenor <laughs> back. I don't know what no, that was. Man. I mean, his head his head just gets in the way. How, is this, um, how does Maguire have 200 games for Man United? How? I guarantee you 80% of those games, Man United fans weren't happy. They just weren't and getting captaincy. Yeah. Ten, Ten Hag is still insanely cordial uh, about about his man, about Maguire. But he will. Which is, he will you know what? It, it, it's the man. It's the managerial thing to do. It's the right thing. You don't exactly. throw your own players under the bus, exactly. no matter how much they've cost you some things. But let's be honest. It wasn't just Maguire in that game. Okay. Mm. Okay. But we we're we're <laughs> we're going back to things. We're going back to things. Um. But I, you know, so you do feel. That even if United, I mean, they missed it, missed a chance to essentially consolidate and get mm -hmm. after third place. Um, you do believe that it, it is still a successful season, but only, only if they win the FA Cup against their city rivals. No, no, no. Who for me, they it's have a had a tough time. Season. Okay, it's a success. Oh, it's already for, for okay. me. If no, already, yeah. if they get the Champions League spot, not already. Okay, you can still have a miracle. From Liverpool or Tottenham, it's a miracle, people. Okay, understand me at home. But I really think Newcastle and United are the teams gonna that gonna end in the top four. So I think yes, successful season. Right. I think Man United okay. fans, like if it was Eric Ten Hag to win the Prem the first season, he's up front. That's unrealistic. Yeah. And getting two titles, some people yeah. would have said that that was unrealistic too. So if Eric Ten Hag managed to get that done, that is a huge success in my opinion. But we're talking about success, failure. I think the team that <laughs> is the, the synonym of that is Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Ups and downs mm -hmm. all the way. And we know Julian Nagelsmann and Luis Enrique both will not coach Chelsea. Fabrizio Romano has informed. Oh. And this must be that Todd Morley didn't impress them didn't impress yeah. them and it doesn't look good in long-term hopes because if these managers do not trust in the project Pochettino will have to be the choice <laughs> yeah and I am not sold with Pochettino people and mm -mm. but I think that Pochettino the reports say that Pochettino trusts and will meet, make key players Levi Colville and Mikhailo Mudrik he says that Mikhailo Mudrik reportedly will be one of the best players in the world with him so that is a very interesting take if that were to happen. So I just wanted to start with that. <laughs> who, is best, who is the best player for, for Pochettino? I'd say best developed player, Dele Alli. Dele Alli went okay. he like from MK Dons to Tottenham. At given times, yeah. he was world-class with Pochettino. Mm. And without him, not oh. even close. Not even. And Kane too, great development. It's like, it's insane. The best times of Tottenham were with Pochettino. So, yeah. does Todd Boyley expect his best times to be with Pochettino too, Breton? <laughs> uh, I guess so. I'm, oh, I'm so tired. You're not I, happy. I'm so tired. I, th I thought the Nagelsmann, I, I mean, it was just the right yep. signing. It was the right thing to do long term. And it, it, it just, it, out of all the times he's been persistent and he has 
continued to pursue, to pursue, to pursue. Uh, for him to back off of this one, I feel like it's a mistake. I agree. Um, but it is what it is, and we have to continue the drama um, mm-hmm. that is Chelsea right now. And my goodness, I mean, I'm looking at this is just atrocious. I mean, four losses in a row now. Um, when is the last time they've won a game? It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And, and I, this see, is just starting, man. It's, it, this it, this it is, is just starting. And, and another bad sign, too, that I want to say, too, is Chelsea need leaders. Yeah. They're lucky they extended Aspie, but Tiak Silva's going to leave. And a huge underrated player, in my opinion, and world-class for his national team is Kovacic, too. He's going to leave too. And if Kovacic plays for Liverpool or Man City, boy, oh boy, Premier League teams are going to be going crazy against them. I really expect him to leave. And then Chelsea fans will be, we were so lucky when we had him. Oh my gosh. Look, decision-making makes that happen. So wanted to mention it. Wanted to mention with Kovacic. Because yeah, he'll leave. With Guardiola Kovacic, that's going to be... Insane. Gundogan replacement. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, 39 points. I, I I just look at this table and <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe my eyes. I mean, ne- negative three goal difference, 39 points. They've lost two more than they've won. Um, we've got seven games less left in this season, and there is no flipping way uh, that you can save your blushes. I agree. In any way, shape, or form. I... I it, it, it just – is this a changing of the guard here? It can't be with such a blank check type of system that's going on with Bowley. I just – I'm so confused as to how it got this bad with the amount of quality on this squad. Um, and even even with – I mean, was letting go of Grand Potter the wrong thing? No. Uh, maybe, the timing too. Too cool maybe the timing Shoosh. too, Bretton. I agree. Uh, just like the timing of the Tuchel sacking – the Graham Potter sacking, that was the worst, worst timing, too, in my opinion. The team, yeah. if I said in the last pod, Todd Boyley needs to start appointing better managers than the previous yeah. at Chelsea. Tuchel is better than Graham Potter. And Graham Potter is better than Lampard. The, the next manager must be better than Lampard, Potter, and certainly at the same level, at least, as Thomas Tuchel. And he must yeah. impress. It's so important for Bowley, this next manager choice, in my opinion. Because if not, they will not be in the top four in the next season. Because it's seems like Liverpool is starting to make better decisions. Jota's back. Darwin, Luis Diaz, all these beast players are back. And Trent is finally playing in midfield with possession. So, four assists in his last three games. So, Liverpool mm-hmm. are showing great, great signs. And please sign two midfielders. Please. Oh, They will. So, yeah. They'll get it. <laughs> They'll get it. I mean, they, they know the mistakes they've made. Exactly. Uh, two wins. Two wins. Uh, golly, did they destroy Leeds. Oh, yeah. We won't talk about Leeds right now. <laughs> um, but, no, listen. But they also beat Leeds and they beat Forrest and they conceded two goals to Forrest. Exactly. So, I'm not necessarily guaranteed uh, or convinced that just two midfielders will do it. I mean, aren't aren't mm. we aren't we past the point? Do we really think it's going to snap back to all the best times? No, with uh, just two midfielders in no, here. No, I agree. I agree. I think they need a center back too. I uh, really yeah. need a center back too because the they just don't have the same depth uh, depth as Man City. Yeah. Biggest difference, yeah. in my opinion, of Man City and Liverpool is the center back depth. Hakanji. Uh, uh, Ruben Dias, Hake, Laporte, right. Stones, and then the other side you got Virgil van Dijk, uh, you got Joel yeah. Matip, 
And then you have mm. Joe Gomez. You just don't have Konate. the same level. Konate, yes, yeah. great potential, but not not the same guarantees as Man City. So that's where the two the two reinforcement sections I really think Liverpool are going to get is centre back and midfield too. Because forwards, yeah. just let them let them be. And Firmino supposedly, I, yeah. I like to see the Firmino, the Barca. <laughs> I just like yeah. everything with Barca, but Firmino, great legend too of Liverpool. Not, not, not unless uh, St. Louis City lets him go. I've, I've heard he was in talks with St. Louis City for what? a while. Oh, in Major MLS. League Soccer. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's about that time for Firmino. No, he's got a lot left to give. He can, he so. can be good. I, I'd like to see him back in the Bundesliga, frankly. I, that, that'd be interesting. But mm, Dortmund, I mean, no, Dortmund wouldn't get him. Bayern. Why not yeah. Bayern? Yeah, why, why not I, Bayern? I, 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 I like that. Why not Bayern? That's, like, that's a good way of saying that's like it. A, that's a cheap signing for Bayern. I mean, why spend $30 million on a 16-year-old when you can get Firmino? They extended um, Chupo 16, Mutting, though. <laughs> they did. Yeah, but that's good for cover. That's good for cover. Because just like Liverpool found out this season, uh, you know, uh, you can sign Diogo Jota. You can sign uh, uh, Luis Diaz. You can sign all these players. But you can't keep them healthy. It doesn't matter. True. Diaz just he was out for how how long four months True. four and a half months mm-hmm. you know and it's great to see him back on the pitch but my goodness uh I don't think that was part of anyone's expectations and and yeah d- you talk about depth in the back hurting them uh, depth up top hurt them quite quite a bit I mean very clearly remember who we used to talk about and who still has a whole lot of promise Carvalho's out of here he's mm. he's looking to leave Fabio Carvalho uh, clearly Curtis Jones alone, yeah put him alone. yeah but Curtis Jones is clearly not necessarily up to the task. I know he's played an, an okay serviceable role, but mm-hmm. there's just there's a lot there's a lot of question here. I think Klopp has to change and I don't think he's done that yet. I think I think too the management at the top from Man City and Chelsea are better than Liverpool too with the loans. I just feel like they okay. do the loans oh, yeah. better. And a, mm-hmm. a player like Curtis Jones, a player like Fabio Carvalho, I think they maybe would have done the call of putting him on loan. And Klopp, being a wonderkid manager too, he always trusts a lot the youth, which we love. But at given times when you have competition, as as world-class as you have with City, you just have yeah. to pay to pay the bills with the top players. So I, I, I that's, a good, yeah. that's a valid point. That's a valid point. And people, put down below your Premier League thoughts. We want to see what you guys are thinking with the top four and who's going to win it too. With, but we mentioned Thomas Tuchel, and it's true. After the sacking of Julian Nagelsmann and the appointment of Thomas Tuchel, Bayern are now out of the DF Pokal, out of the Champions League. They got destroyed by Erling Haaland, and they are bottom of Dortmund. Dortmund is ahead in the Bundesliga, and that is worrying, worrying signs for Bayern Munich. Thomas Tuchel has lost the same amount of games this season as Julian Nagelsmann. In seven games, Thomas Tuchel, he's lost three games. And Nagelsmann lost three games in 37 matches. So that's yeah. the difference. Consistency. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, I, I guess you're calling the Nagelsmann thing, right, a, a long-term switch, right? It's a cultural switch. He didn't... Yeah. He didn't fit the the, the progress um, that they needed to see. Well, I, what is the progress that you needed to see when you switched Nagelsmann out right at the home stretch of the season? He's a perfectly capable manager to go on and win the Bundesliga, right? He's a perfectly capable manager yep. to take a good shot at the Champions League semis, at least. 
right? Champ Champions League final, at least. He's a perfectly capable manager for the short term. Let him finish out the season if it's a long-term change. This is not one of those things where you where you're getting you're you're bucking a manager uh, because you are uh, just going downward. Can't stop it. They've lost the locker room. I think based on how you've seen these players react to how quick Nogglesman went out and how quick Tuchel came in, mm -hmm. I think it's very clear that they were blindsided, regardless of if they came out with a positive or regardless if they came out with a negative uh, when it comes down to it. I just don't understand why, uh, specifically Oliver Kahn, why you could not make this change in the offseason after it's done. Because okay, after it's done. Because there's no way Thomas Tuchel comes in and says, you know, Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 catapults them to the next realm. They have very serviceable players, mm -hmm. uh, except they did not expect Sadio Mane to be injured for as long as he was. They expected maybe a striker to break out the season that did not break out, or for them to sign one that did not happen. Well, they still outscore. Bayern still has outscored Dortmund by 13 goals this year. They have still outscored the third top scorer in the Bundesliga by 26 goals. Don't give me that I don't have a striker or the capacity to score goals to win the Bundesliga crap, okay? I, I don't understand it at all. It was the dumbest thing for them to do to replace Nagelsmann at the time that they placed him. Do it at the end of the season if it's long-term. Makes no sense whatsoever. I agree. I agree. A lot of points that you said, but just the offensive point, I still think they need a better striker at the They helm. do, but... I, I re because the Champions League, the Champions League, they were mega, mega exposed against Man City because they of were. That, that. If they had Lewandowski there, it would have been a very different game. I understand it's Lewandowski too, but I just feel like a lot of decisions now, people are starting to point fingers at the management of Bayern Munich. They say, yep. we should have gotten a striker, Harry Kane or Christian Ronaldo. I don't know who. I don't know who. But and too, in my opinion, Bayern Munich, like players like Ravenberch, they're not looking good. Gnat Sanchi in the past was a wrong transfer too. A lot of bad decisions. But when they hit, they really hit. Which I'm almost yelling up on the Davis and the league. <laughs> but what they I do, mean they is, do. they still, they're, yeah. they're having, there's worrying signs. It's not all fairy tale like it was in the past. And I completely yeah. agree. Not I completely agree because I really hope this season Dortmund doesn't make that happen. But when Muller mm -hmm. goes... They are going to feel it a lot, Bayern Munich. A legend that keeps the consistency high. And yeah, you mustn't, mustn't have been happy with all that's happening right now. It's not, not yeah. good times. Not good times. And, and, but like that also kind of flies in the face of the fact that they are outscoring the Bundesliga. I get that there there is a limitation involved, but the strikers, the strikers did not concede, th concede three goals in 14 minutes versus Mainz. Mm -hmm. Right? They didn't do that, okay? I mean, when when all is said and done, you got to look at it and say, is Upamecano the guy? I mean, is the Upamecano delict? Uh, is is that defense as good as we thought it was? It clearly is not because they were exposed as well, well in the Champions is. League. Well, and now they're. It, so. I know, I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> I, I I believe in that. But listen, uh, come on. I know it was an, an outlier, but Mines had twenty five percent possession in that game, and they outscored or outshot Bayern. They outshot Bayern, which is actually, uh, which is actually a data point for the fact that they do need a striker. But they won't start Matisse Tell. They won't give him a chance. They won't let him work through things. And Chupa Moting has done literally everything you've asked the guy to do. Right? He scores goals when he kind of needs to score goals. Um, but so, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I honestly believe that they railroaded their own season. 
by getting rid of Nagelsmann when they got rid of him. I you just, don't need to make some cultural shift mid-season. You uh, don't. I just, in the past, if you tell me five years ago that Bayern Munich would extend with Choupo-Martic and Stryker, I just wouldn't yeah. say that would be the case. And seeing the standards dropping slowly, I consider that this season, Dortmund are really, uh, this is the best shot that ev they've ever had to win the Bundesliga because this Bayern oh, Munich team is making wrong decisions left, right, and center with Oliver Kahn, as it seems. Dortmund, yeah. please, Borussia Dortmund, give the first Bundesliga title to Marco Reus, a player that deserves it more than anyone in the Bundesliga to win. Okay, and Jude yeah. Bellingham, the one of the leaders of that team, a phenom, a generational talent. The management of Dortmund, please, just get it done. And Dortmund, in my opinion, they deserve it so much, the Bundesliga title, because... Yeah. Like, uh, they left Haaland go, and now they have Malin that's going bold. Great for him. He's yep. got seven goals, I think, in his last five games. Yeah, Sebastian yep. Haller that beat cancer. Huge W, in my opinion. And even Karim Adeyemi and Yusufa Mukoko. They're absolutely stacked at forwards. Yeah. And, yeah, I, they deserve and it. They deserve I, it. I, I, I would love it. I mean, we all know who was in charge the last time Dortmund actually won, right? <laughs> Um, and it was somebody essentially promoted from within. I mean, Klopp knew Dortmund uh, through and through. And Aiden Terzik is a guy that could essentially do this for Dortmund. And mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely wonderful to see. Just imagine. Just imagine the yellow wall. Just imagine. Like, they, they have the some of the most rabid support in all of world football. True. It's a bucket list. I want to get to Signal Aduna. I want to make it happen as soon as possible. Uh, it's obviously where... Uh, you know, Christian Pulisic from uh, uh, selfishly from an American football standpoint, it's obviously uh, got a place near and dear to any American fan's heart because they watched Pulisic break through. <laughs> they watched Reina break through there and they gave opportunities to American footballers when the majority, I mean, let's be honest, we were rubbish for a long period of time. So they gave opportunities where opportunities, um, uh, well, they allowed him to make mistakes uh, and then move on. But okay. But Back Five to the games. actual point. Five games left. Five games Five left. games, three at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. Three at home, and they've only lost one at home this season. So they're doing pretty good. They're two away right now, I believe, are Augsburg and maybe like Bakum or somebody else in kind of a rele relegation battle. Um, or Bremen, maybe, uh, who's not in a relegation battle. But listen, they have – they could do this. They could do this, but they're going to have to win out to get it done. Mm -hmm. They have to win their final five games to get this done. And I can only imagine um, what it's going to be like in Dortmund if it happens. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely nuts. And another player, yeah. too, I want to mention, Dortmund, too. Dortmund has two players, Emre Can and Julian Brandt, mm -hmm. have developed so, so well with Edin Terzic, too. What a season they're having, and they totally deserve this Bundesliga title with Jude Reus, so many of these key players of Dortmund. But my favorite and team in the Bundesliga. <laughs> mm, we yes. all know who that is. If you listen to FC Wonderkid podcast, my favorite manager right now, I'm going to say it, is Xabi Alonso. Xabi Alonso yeah. is going bold with this Bayer Leverkusen team because they're 13 games unbeaten. They're in an Europa League semifinal. And nobody, nobody wants to face them because they beat RB Leipzig and... They went from 16th to now 6th position in the Bundesliga. And I yeah. think they're going to break that top 5. I really believe they're going to do that. They're still 5 points away, but I really believe that. And Dort, uh, Leverkusen, 
I said it. Jeremy Fringpong is one of the best right wing backs in the world. Young white bring, wing right. I, I, young white wing backs, a hundred percent. But yeah. Jeremy Fringpong and Musi Diaby, that right side of Bayer Leverkusen, is one of the most exciting right sides in football right now. Pay attention Absolutely. because these two players are going to be leaving Leverkusen. Masterclass mm -hmm. by Xabi Alonso. So great, great development. What it's it is. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for Leverkusen to hold on to Xabi Alonso. I think I mean, one more season. I think one more explain, season. Yeah, but I mean, what if, uh, you know, we'll talk about West Ham in a little bit, but what if David Moyes <laughs> left West Ham and he had the opportunity to go manage a club in London, um, a, a club that uh, needs, that has has some financial backing, has a decent core, has obviously uh, now is also in two years of running, I think, uh, two European semifinals, uh, Europa last year and Europa Conference this year. Um Who's to say Xabi Alonso wouldn't necessarily take that? I just, I just you hope Virch says no to that. It says, please, Xabi, uh, stay with me. Don't, don't I can, I it. can go to Barca, Real Madrid in one, two years, please. Bayern, <laughs> I just Bayern. Hope. I, or Bayern, yeah. We, <laughs> so I just, I, I'm really happy because for me, yeah. Xabi Alonso, Xabi Alonso made yeah. Vicente del Bosque play Iniesta at the winger position. He was that good when he was in his prime, Xabi Alonso. Xabi. Xabi Alonso and Busquets. That was the midfield with Iniesta at winger. The Gavi treatment, as some people can say. So I really respect this man, a gentleman in football. And I hope he was coached by Guardiola, Xabi Alonso, mm -hmm. and coached, uh, coached by Jose Mourinho. The potential Big. that he has is immense. Yeah. Immense. Big jump, though, man. Big jump. I mean, he went from Real Sociedad B, right? <laughs> Not even Real Sociedad. He went from Real Sociedad B. Yep. Uh, where I think he even had a losing record, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and then play. jumped on right up to Leverkusen. But listen, yeah, we we love Leverkusen simply because they they do give chances, right? Yeah. I mean, oddly, has been huge for them this season. Uh, right now, Adam Hozek, it's great to see his name again. Uh, he was huge to secure their semifinal um, semifinal win, right? Uh, and I think he even scored again over the weekend in the Bundesliga, right? Mm -hmm. uh, against yeah, against Leipzig, I think he was the first. Um, so. I I love it for the personnel. I think I think the um, Shabby Alonso had a tough start. He had a lot he had to wade through from personnel decision. But yeah, I mean, thirteen games unbeaten. You can't. Yeah, you, you obviously can't argue with that. My question to you mm. is. Do you think they have what it takes to get by Mourinho's AS, AS Roma? Ah, Europa League. Yes, I do believe they do have what it takes. But I'm going to be betting on Roma and Mourinho with Dybala. Mm. Because in European mm. competitions, this man is lethal. Fine order having an unbelievable season. But Mourinho in the knockout stages. You just, oh. you just can't bet against him. And Xabi Alonso is going to learn a lot. He's going to learn a yeah. lot within this semifinal that at a young age as a manager, he's already in these moments. So Europa League yes. time. Put down below, what do you <laughs> think is going to happen in the Europa League? Because we have two matches, Sevilla Juve and yep. Leverkusen against Roma. So what yeah. is, what, what's, what's your choice with Sevilla Juve? <laughs> um, oh man, right now I got to say Juve. I go Sevilla. I got to say Juve. If Juve wasn't Sevilla? in the top four, if Juve wasn't in the top four and they didn't have those 15 points back, I would be Juve yeah. because they were all, yeah. all, or, all or nothing to go to the Champions League with Europa League. Mm. But considering this is Sevilla Cup for me, six times yeah. they won this cup, 
I'll go with Sevilla against Juve because that Juve okay. defense after Bonucci, Bonucci's still there, but after Cialini's left and the league's left, yeah. it hasn't been the same. And Bremer needs a partner in crime. Desperately. Yeah. <laughs> Desperately. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But come on, man. They knocked off Sporting. Give them a little credit. <laughs> they got it done. They, but they, they got what they needed but to. But they didn't play better. It. But they didn't play better than yeah. Sporting. That's why I'm really, I'm really, sh I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say sure. But people, I'll be surprised if Juve goes through. Ha! I'm saying that. Fair I'm, enough. I'll, I'll, I'm I, I will that. not. I will not be surprised if Juve goes through. <laughs> I, th I honestly, I think they've got what it. I think they've got what it need. Uh, what they need to to get get through um, Sevilla. I mean, Sevilla's got. Uh, Loic Bade has has definitely um, woken up some. Loic Bade, we we must remember. Okay. Uh, he was he was on loan. Mm -hmm. He was on loan to Nottingham Forest for like half a season, right? <laughs> From Stade Rene. And and then just inexplicably never played, never once, whatever. He was one of their 38 million signings. How's that yep. going, Forrest? Um, <laughs> and, and now he is the backbone of Sevilla. Um, and I I get it, but I just think, I think Juve is going to do this. Come on. Quadrado, it might be his last shout, right? Working from right fullback or right wing back, whatever he's playing there. Mm -hmm. Um, I you know, I think they're gonna get this done. Locatelli's been okay as of like nobody has played really, really well, and I think they can take it to another level to to get to that final. Um, but the other one is obviously the one that we all care about, right? That's the Leverkusen Roma battle. Um, and Roma, I gotta say it, man. Mourinho broke my heart. First off, I hate I hate that performative crap that he did in extra time when they finally put the damn thing away. Feyenoord was going to win this game up until Dybala's strike. Yes. Right? Exactly. Going to win this game up until Dybala's strike. They played well enough, I think, to at least get out of there with a result. And they had that late 80th minute goal, and I thought it was going to happen. And then, as Marino tends to do to me, rips out my heart and stomps on it because oh. I really wanted – I thought Feyenoord – they they should win the the Eredivisie, but I thought that they had what it was gonna what they needed to to win this uh, win this Europa League. Just support Mourinho, man. Just support Mourinho. I know. Man. It's not that I don't support him. He's been there. He's done that, and that's part and partial of why he's in another semifinal. So <laughs> I and, like that. I like that. How crazy it, it is that it, Tottenham sacked him before a final. <laughs> oh my crazy. gosh. That that is karma now. Karma. That is football but karma. <laughs> but based on their other decisions, it's really not that crazy. You know, based on their <laughs> track true. record and making decisions, I think maybe their best decision and their only good decision is probably the same decision that's maybe held them back mm. in revamping and making big structural changes to to which is probably what they need to do. And that's holding on to Harry Kane. Yep, I right. I it's weird. It's weird to call it as a mistake, but like they could have Harry sold Kane for one fifty. It's like the best. Yeah, it's the best worst decision they've ever made because Harry Kane keeps scoring, but at the same time he could have financed a new, uh, a new, a new likening, a new, a new change, well, I just, uh, which is everything that Spurs needs. I, I I still think they could have done something with him. I still think that is yeah. just Daniel Levy, atrocious management at the top. I'm gonna say that once again. And if we're talking about management <laughs> too, and we're talking European competitions, and don't forget people, like this video if you're listening until now, and put down below your Europa League predictions. But everybody's yes. here for the big boy. The big boy competition that is the Champions League. And I want to say, the Italian teams are going bold in European competitions. Yeah. Five teams yeah. are still remaining in European competitions with AC Milan, Inter, Juve, Fiorentina and Roma. All these teams deserve yeah. recognition. And Calcio is back. 
I believe I really yeah. believe it, it is back because an AC Milan Inter semifinal. I think I think we should be talking about this one first. It's because, in my opinion, Inter have the best squad in Serie A, top to bottom, bench reserves. But AC Milan have the world class players in given positions with they Mike Magnan, Theo Hernandez, yeah. and Rafael Leo, and even underrated players Benacer, Kiaer. Tonali and Tomori all deserve more recognition, in my opinion. So I'm going to be picking Asa Milan that have one of the best wingers in the world with Rafael Yao. They're going to the yeah. final of the Champions League. The Rossoneri. Genda Rafael Yao. Top five winger in the world. And people doubted, doubted me and say, Portuguese bias, this, this, that. Look now. Look now. A Champions League final. Oh, you've just that. let's be honest you've just transferred your bias from portuguese to italian because all the italian <laughs> clubs kicked out the portuguese clubs ah, in did. european competition oh, man. Uh, oh come on uh, i hope he's uh, a malon disrepeach for Benfica and porto and beats inter come on i'm with you Rafa i'm Leo. with you but what rafa leo is is unmarkable right now mm -hmm. and uh getting <sighs> napoli I don't know. I don't know what to think about. Now, they've already won Syria. I thought that they would they would maybe do something a little bit different, go for it. Uh, mm -hmm. But to lose multiple times, uh, to get spanked the first time, uh, was that four-zip loss or four-one loss or whatever it was in the mm -hmm. league um, leading up to that? That did a lot. I mean, that did a lot to break down the psyche that Napoli was unbeatable. Fox. It really did. And uh, AC Milan pounced on it. Uh, and yes, if you have Mike Magnon in goal uh, right now, Man, that that Leo pipeline is the gift that keeps on giving for Serie A clubs. <laughs> I gotta say that because Rafael, Mike Magnon, if you if you asked me what um, if you look at their history, right, and what Victor Osimhen signed uh, for Napoli for, mm -hmm. and what uh, Nicolas Pepe signed for Arsenal for from Leo, um, and you asked me what I thought um, Mike Magnon and Rafael cost AC Milan. Uh, what would you say, right? You'd probably say well north of $100 million for the two of them. Yeah, nowhere close, man. Maldini. Nowhere close. <laughs> not even, exactly, not even like 40% of that. What was it, like $40 million for the two? I know they recently had yep. to pay the $19 million whatever to get them out of the, the, the insanity that was in uh, Portugal. But when it comes down to it, man, two of the best signings uh, and Rafa Leal um, after that atrocious start to 2023, uh, he's back to his end-of-season form. Which is exactly what won them what? The Scudetto last season. It's true. So um, I'm with you. I think Milan has what it takes to get by Inter Milan. Um, unless for some reason Lukaku uh, has just woken up be uh. with his two goals. Um, but I don't see it. I think AC Milan will win this. I want, I'm going to say it. I want AC Milan to win this. Because even though Napoli is going to win the Scudetto, um, I think going after you win the Scudetto, uh, going after a Champions League final, uh, mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty good alternative, it's, is it not? It's facts. Huge, huge <laughs> credit to Daniel Maldini to putting the AC Milan team together. Rebuild yeah. vibes. Yeah. Rafael Leon, Tonali, Magnagna, Tomori. All these players, as you said, they were cheap buys. And if it weren't for huge. Maldini, AC Milan yeah. wouldn't have won the Scudetto last season. And certainly they wouldn't be in a semi-final of the Champions League. Back to the greatest. Yes. And I'm going to say this. Top goalkeepers in the world right now. I'll put Courtois 1, Mike Magnan 2, and the 3-4 and four with Ederson and Alisson. 
respectively. In my opinion, the Prem bias, they are just not better than Cartois and Mike Magnion. Everybody should know that, in my opinion. So, I want to see the comments on that one. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, some people are going to be, oh, ball playing, ball playing goalkeeper, they're better. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm a, I can say that I've, already. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you right now. It, it's just crazy to me for Milan. Emmanuel was still injured. He was not back yet. Mm -hmm. So if you take out that six, seven game stretch to start 2023, we're talking about, you know, a Milan team that is, uh, that is forcing Napoli to the end here. Um, and, and they've got, you know, it is probably one to two point difference instead of the 14 or 16 it is right now. Uh, and you've still got them in the champions league semifinals. So, um, once again, it, it's, it's still, they're keeping Rafa out. I mean, that <laughs> I hope they do. is it. I, I, I mean, I, th I think they are. They're doing everything they most possibly can to get that over the line. And I, I think they will. Um, but I hope he it, stays. It comes... It's the best decision for Rafa, too. Like, don't it, force the move out. You're just happy in Milan. And it's a recognized yeah. club. It's a football heritage club. It's a Milan that will return to better times in the future, in my opinion. They will. Given their they history will, well. and respect. But we want to talk yeah. about the big boy. The big boy yeah, semi-final, an early final, an anticipated final for everyone. Real Madrid against Man City. More specifically, yeah. against Guardiola. Because Guardiola is the eternal rival of Real Madrid. Ever since he played that boy Messi, Iniesta, Xavi. Now with Man City, he has the new big boy in town. Erling Haaland. That Haaland has the opportunity to make... History against Vinicius Jr. and Real Madrid. That he right now has 12 goals in the Champions League. The top goal scorer of the Champions League, Erling Haaland. And if he gets this done and wins the Premier League too, Ballon d'Or talk 100% for Erling Haaland. I think that can happen and we have to wait and see. <laughs> but let's see. We do. But let's but, see. But I think there's, th mm -hmm. there's also revenge. There's also revenge that exactly. is very clearly in order here. And, and revenge is a very, very um, tough animal, right? Because sometimes it can make you so blinded by rage uh, that, that from a pep perspective, um, you know, you could do things just to really want to like drive it home against Ancelotti, specifically mm -hmm. Rodrigo. I'm sure he wants to put a crunching tackle oh, in on Rodrigo at some something. point. I've got something um, on Rodrigo that Rodrigo that? is a Champions League built player. His idol is clearly Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo because in 37 games, Rodrigo has 15 goals and nine yeah. assists in the Champions League. He is meant for big occasions and he is one of the reasons why Real Madrid have been so good in the Champions League the past season too. Incredible yeah. goal in the last minute. History, but history. But, like, here, here's the biggest difference, I think. And here's why I think Manchester City has the best shot ever, mm. right, um, to, to, to get this done. Um, it's not going to be Gabi Jesus up top. It is Erling Holland. <laughs> and Erling Holland is, you know, I, I don't know if anyone here has ever watched Ted Lasso, and I know it's kind of, like, sacrilege to watch Ted Lasso if you're an actual football fan. Uh, but he, he uses a line. He says, uh, you need to have the mind of a gold the mind of a goldfish mm. essentially which means if you make a mistake or if you if you feel revenge or you feel something you, you need to forget about it and move on right erling holland is the goldfish here erling holland is the guy that's going to make the difference he doesn't care he was not part of this fixture last season he that's doesn't true. care 
right? And when it comes down to it, I mean, that is absolutely massive uh, for Manchester City with this. And that's why I do think they're going to get it done, uh, barring some ridiculous Vinny Jr. masterclass or Luka Modric once again defies logic and and has a day, or Rodrigo, as you just mentioned, um, or Benzema. Oh, crap. Somehow I'm talking myself out of this. I don't know. But as I'm going to stick to it here, Manchester City over two legs is the stronger team, in my opinion. Every time this happens, the Galacticos prove people wrong. Oh, my days. Because in the last 13 seasons, Real Madrid have won five Champions League titles. And that happens because of what? The midfield. Kroos, Modric, and now options like Valverde, Chouameni. In the past, you had Kazviru, and people are forgetting. And even the likes of Kamavinga. Kamavinga, I'll say this. Kamavinga for 31 million long-term is going to be seen as one of the biggest bargains in football. This is a Galactico in the making and a player that will not leave the club. Can play left-back and at given times, he's been world-class in his performances. And Valverde too. Man of the match against Chelsea, Valverde can do it all. A box-to-box player to the essence and Valverde must, must be in the top, I'll say top three midfielders in the world this season. I'll say that. It's very bold, but Real Madrid are where they are because of Valverde. (laughs) It's bold. It's bold. It's really bold. I know. I know it's really bold. bold. De Bruyne, I'll, I'll say Valverde. I really think Valverde is starting to be the engine. In that, in that game with, with Chelsea, with no Valverde and Rodrigo would have been very, very different. But you talked about Vini Jr. And Vini Jr. Mm -hmm. this season has 21 goals and 16 assists. And if Real Madrid go through with Man City and win the Champions League, Vinicius Jr. wins two Champions League in which he's one of the key players. He must, must be in the top 10 of the Ballon d'Or. Minimal. If not, top three in my opinion. I'll say that. I'll say that because he was not even in the top 10 last season. And Eden Milito, yeah. too, my last point. Eden Milito, mm-hmm. if Man City are going to go through, Haaland has to be that Eden Milito. And Eden Milito has the opportunity to be considered the best centre-back in the world in these two fixtures. I believe it's Ronald Wuch, but Eden Milito has to go bold against Erling Haaland. So that is another matchup that I'm going to be very, very excited to see. <laughs> so I wanted yeah. to say all this. <laughs> and Bezema do, too. Do, staying. He's staying as it seems. Cross is staying. Yes. Bezema staying. And Chelotti a lot of talk that he might be staying. Modric? Does Modric leave and Jude Bellingham comes and replaces him? That would be mad. Mm. That would be mad. That would be mad. No. <laughs> no, they're better off. They get Gabri Vega. Ah, nice I want to see shout. Gabri Vega. Nice shout. Nice shout. Um, you know, Jude, come on. That, that would that be that be cheating to bring Bellingham in. Um, but do you think Kamavinga? I, I, I don't know. Is there an argument to be made that his best role might actually be left back? I don't. Forward? I don't. I don't think it is. I don't. I think okay. it's a learning experience for him, in which at left yeah. back he'll have more duels and he'll and he'll improve yeah. the fast break in the future. So I think it's Ancelotti just managing his career. And at 20, if he if he's a good left back, learning with those one-on-one situations, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see Camavinga in future El Clásicos. But 
I'm gonna. Oh, did did we say Man City? I'm gonna say Man City. Two people with Erling Haaland. You I'm gonna, are. Yep. I after am. all that. After all after this. All that. After all okay. this, the major difference from last season to this season, it's Erling Haaland, yeah. and Erling Haaland and Guardiola can be the kryptonite of Real Madrid. So let's well, wait and see if, to see if that happens. But I believe it can, it will happen. I'll say this. The semifinal. The semifinal from last season. Uh, if I recall. Um, at the Etihad, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was Thibaut Courtois, right? That was the game that he had a couple egregious mistakes. Do you remember that? <laughs> that that's true. That one where he was like, he was like going to, he was going to clear the ball, you know, on accident, kicked it, and it went too far ahead. And I think that was Vinny Junior's goal, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, I, I doubt that Lightning's going to strike twice on that one um, to start out, and they ended up. I think they were down 4-1. They came back, and it was 4-3 when all was said and done. But listen, it's going to be a barn burner. I don't think there's any real mm. games to play here. Uh, away goals are gone. Um, th this is going to be uh, straight the class, the cream of the crop. I mean, I'm 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 absolutely excited <laughs> for this one. I still think Manchester City is going to get it done. But yes, clearly, we all know Real Madrid's pedigree. Um, with Cristiano, without Cristiano, it doesn't matter. With Benzema, without Benzema. Um, <laughs> I, I, listen, Real Madrid has been there, done that. But I think Pep... Pep has prepared for this one, and uh, Erling Holland is going to be the difference maker. It's, so. it's the eternal rival, Pep Guardiola. He was made to go against Real Madrid, and now he's putting players like Arteta, the uh, company in the past, now managers that they're going to be. But it's Real Madrid, <laughs> the eternal rivalry now. And it's going to be more and more. It's going to be a bigger thing, El Clasico, in my opinion, in five to ten years' time. La Liga <laughs> just needs to play their cards better, in my opinion. And me mentioning oh. this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna be talking. But put down below your choices for the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, mentioning we cannot mention, yeah. unfortunately, Champions League and Barcelona, Barcelona in the same sentence this season. We could have, if Ronaldo Rouge, I'll once again say it again. Ronaldo Rouge in that game against Atlético Madrid showed once again that he is the number one center back in the world right now. Barca have only conceded nine goals in the league because of him, and Ter Stegen is looking so good because he has ahead of him Ronald Uch. And Barca with Xavi, it's underrated how Xavi and Barca have now youngsters as fundamental pieces. Xavi, in his short time at Barca, has Balde as a key player at left back, Pedri a key player, Gavi a key player, and Ronald Araujo. Uh, the number one center back in the world. Great, great job by Xavi. And things to come are only going to get better. Only going to get better. It's got it's got to be a record, right? I mean, if we look this up, if they wind up only conceding nine goals by the end of the season, it's nine goals in what thirty games? It's a now? record. I think nine it's, a, it's a record. It's, it's got to be. And and they're probably a far way off in terms of uh, you know they've they've got some room, I guess, to get this done. But yeah, Terstegen has come up big. Mm -hmm. multiple times this season for them, even beyond, you know, Ronald Arujo. I mean, he was out with injury multiple times. I mean, hell, they're using, what are they using Marcus Alonso as, right? <laughs> I, I, they're, they're still, they're still using scraps in some respects. Um, but uh, it, it is amazing to me that, yes, Alejandro Balde, his development um, has accelerated uh, so well, mm -hmm. right? To the point where he's now considered a, 
That's odds on left back lock at Barcelona. I mean, uh, the majority of people that have watched him would not have necessarily say said that that was going to be the case. But sometimes you put people in the moment and, and they get it done. And Balde, I, I think, is probably one of the bigger um, successes uh, that Xavi can take credit for this season. 100%. Absolutely. I 100% yeah. agree. And look what happens when Barca have Frankie de Jong. And Pedri back. Yeah. Atletico de Madrid is playing great football, but the Sparta team just gives guarantees with Xavi. Please sign better wingers and a bench for next season, and Barca will be will be contenders to win the Champions League. Right off the bat. Hey. Right off the hey, bat. Hey, man. I'll say that. That was, a Ferran, that was a Ferran Torres goal. Come on, give him a little credit, right? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man, I'm I'll give more credit to Laminia Mal, man. Laminia Mal, 15 years old, youngest player ever to be called up to the uh, to the Barca, uh, to the Barca first team, and that happens because of Xavi. He just trusts I the youth 100, percent and things are gonna get better with La Masia with Xavi and Xavi. He does, he does, but that's part of the contract negotiations. Come on. <laughs> They're trying to keep Lamina Yamal around while every other club that will actually play him ah. as a 15 or 16 year old. Um, no, I, there's no way that Xavi actually believes that he's ready to be first team. Well, first okay. team involved, experience. He will, yeah, he 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 literally said that in a press conference. Ah, you know, there are, there are plenty of other prospects, especially in that position, that should have gotten the call up before Yamal. The only reason they called up Yamal is because. Every shark out there is circling him and want him um, as part of their future, right? So it was a way to prove to him that you are a part of this future, but I don't know. I don't know. But listen, if they win, then again, <laughs> if they win the next few games in La Liga, there's a good chance that Yamal actually gets some playing time. Exactly, so, man. Hey. And Fatih. Fatih yeah. ain't looking good on the bench. Rafinha, yes, he plays good, no. but Rafinha, Rafinha played a good game against Atletico, but Rafinha will compete. Keep being criticized if he doesn't score goals. Rafinha's finishing is not looking good at Barca. And Barca needs wingers that score goals. Look at their pass with Pedro. Neymar. Yeah. Neymar. Those are the levels of Barca. Third player in the generation with Messi and Ronaldo. Neymar. So they need Send, wingers uh, that score goals. Send Rafinha over to Newcastle Whoa. and Eddie Howe. Yeah. Send and he'll pull he'll pull he'll pull a Joel Linton with him. Get he'll back have him on scoring Zutla. goals. He'll have, yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. geez. Wow. If I was yeah, Newcastle I that, or is that, Diaby that, or Ferrajutko. <laughs> well, Diaby would be pretty penny. I mean, they've got money to spend, obviously, but Diaby, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh it's a big... I, and I do have to I do have to say, like, this this win for Barca, mm -hmm. okay, that I actually said more than than what maybe people are looking at if you just look at the line item right you just look at the 1-0 win mm. um it's a big deal because this is not the beginning of the season at letty this was 13 game unbeaten streak at letty in la liga mm -hmm. um and their defense has been absolutely solid it is the second best defense in la liga um and if you know if you take this form and you put it against barcelona um you would have thought that they had every shot um, to break them down, and no, they held strong. Clean sheet, 1-0 win, um, got it done, and uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I, I, we'll see if it lasts. Barca's going to win um, La Liga next now. Season. <laughs> next season. Oh, that, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, but ne next season's going to be really interesting. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Yes, and people, put down below your comments about La Liga, Champions League. I'm dying to see what you guys are going to say because yep. a lot of bold statements can be made with these topics. My last shot in the pod, I want to say PSV, 
Huge win against Ajax. PSV are going to end second. And Ajax third in the Eredivisie if everything ends up as it is. And Feyenoord deserves a win. The Eredivisie. Koksu. Uh, Arne yes. great manager. Santiago Jimenez. Wanted to say yep. that. But my favorite player in the Eredivisie is Xavi Simmons. Xavi Simmons mm. made the best career choice he could have made. Going to PSV with Goed van Roy. He's got 15 goals scored and 8 assists. And right now, I just hope he stays one more season. Because yep. if he develops even more, Xavi Simmons could literally, literally can go to a team like Barca after he leaves PSV. I'm going to go bold and say that because he has generational talent. Xavi Simmons. The vision, the creativity, he's that special. He's the top scorer of PSV. That's he, insane. He's, he's, I, I think he's... Like tied for first in the Eredivisie. Yep. Yep. Not just for PSV. I think he's got 15 goals this season. But I Luke mean, De Jong, there's an, it's 13. Yeah, Luke Young is up there. Yeah, he's been he's been on a tear as of late. I mean, he's a shoe in for scoring goals. He's like, uh, what's that guy's name? Bas Dost when he oh, was yeah. uh, scoring goals in the Bundesliga and in the in the in the I think Eredivisie. He scored today but no, Fire North. <laughs> no, did he? But listen, hi, come on, man. I thought Xavi Simmons was this un this overrated. No. Uh, wonder kid who is only as good as this, only as good as that. This is his first full professional season, people. <laughs> oh my god, it gosh. is it is insane. And he's got 23 goal involvements in the ear divisie and whatever, whatever his next step is. Um, it, it's it's impressive, it, it really is impressive what he's done. And I don't think it, it, they just they brushed Ajax aside. Um, they really did. And I think Ajax missed an opportunity this season to do what they generally do, which is sell off some of their best stars. I mean, mm -hmm. they should have sold Urian Timber. They should have sold, they should have trusted more in their academy. They should have sold Kenneth Taylor. They should have sold, come on, Tennis continue Taylor. to use it like a stock market. But Gravenberg, yeah. he was sold. He was sold. Taylor, I don't For cheap. Know. But Timber, but Timber, I agree. Timber, he had a market. United yep. were seemingly wanted to buy him. And then and they needed him <laughs> because Maguire was the option. But Taylor, and remember when Divine Wrench? Remember when Divine Wrench actually had a market? That's true. No that's, longer. That's a good point too. That's a good point too with Divine Wrench. But yeah. with Timber, I still believe that they were believing in their qualities to, to just. Uh, yeah, I think Edwin Edwin yeah. van der Sar is not looking good this season. Alfred Schroeder, Haiting <laughs> is not giving the guarantees that he looked at the start that he was gonna give. And now, people, no. he's got stronger, stronger competition now with Feyenoord, PSV, Azelkmar. They're in the final of the Youth League. Huge. They won in penalties, Huge. Sporting. Ayuk split against Azelkmar in the Youth League. I absolutely love to see these two teams that trust Wonder Kids in the final. And please pay attention to Ayuk split. Vuskovic is one of the best yeah. young center backs in the world for his age. Okay, I think he's from yeah. 2007. Pay attention. And and they didn't just win. They didn't just win. Oh, they, they, they beat yeah. up. They <laughs> beat up. They beat up on what it was AC Milan, Milan right? Yeah, with Milan. Yeah. I saw that game. Three zip. Oof, and it was an eighteen year old American too. Rokas Pooch. I can't say his yes. name. Pookstas. Pookstas. Uh very, very good. He's he's broken in. I mean, between Vuskovic um and and Rokas, who used to be, I believe, in Sporting Kansas City's youth academy. Um he he He's the one that went abroad. He's the one that, um, you know, put himself in this, and he broke through at Haddock Split, which is huge. I mean, he's played and scored, I believe, four or five goals for them um, in their league, and I think he's also scored in Europe. So um, I, it's really, really impressive what they're doing there. But also, Azed Alkmar, uh, they played 
they played without their stud, and that's that's uh, Max Meerdink, who plays now up. He ended up scoring, I believe, a penalty uh, for Azad Alkmaar to make the semifinals, right, of, of the U, uh, UEFA Beat um, Europa Conference League. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Yep. Yes, yeah. So Mirdink's doing it on both sides. My guess is that they'll put Mirdink down um, for the final mm-hmm. versus Hotak Split. And my guess is Pukstas and um, Vuskovic will be down there for Hotak Split as well. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I like seeing new teams. I like <laughs> seeing new teams make their way through. Um, and that's part and partial of our love for the UEFA Youth League because a lot of these guys will be hearing a whole lot about in the near future. And um, if I were any smart... Oh, wait, we don't have a manager for the U.S. national team. But if I were a smart U.S. national team manager, mm-hmm. I would be calling uh, Pukstas up to get a look at him uh, sometime soon. Or maybe he's on the fringe of a U-20 World Cup that is now going to take place in Argentina um, instead of wherever. What, Philippines, Indonesia, wherever we used to be. Um, so great, great shout there. And I think Azad Alkmar deserves some credit as well. I mean, they're in the semifinal of the conference rate. Um, Ooh, that's, that's pretty crazy. I, I love it. And and mentioning yeah. as you're mentioning, like Croatia as a country in mm-hmm. football, Croatia deserves more respect. They went in yeah. 2018 to a final. They ended third in the last World Cup. And Ayuk Split, Lokomotiva, and Dinam Zagreb. Dinam Zagreb. Those two teams, Lokomotiva and Ayuk Split, are developing and improving. So I wanted to give a big credit to what they're doing with youth. And my la- I have another hey. last shot. I have another last shot okay. I wanted to say. All right. Brazil still don't have a manager, okay? And I think the best choice to coach the Brazil national team is a man that only lost nine times in a hundred games in Brazil in- for his team, Palmeiras. Isabel yep. Freire. This man won two Copa Libertadores too, and he would know what to do with the Brazil players. Respect integrity and great style of play would be fundamentals of this brazil national team with abel Freire. so i'm pitching and that's what that's the the manager i would like to see but you still you 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 think the ancelotti pursuit is over if i think the ancelotti pursuit is over because i don't know man if he leaves this summer i think they'll get him but i think they just gotta move they gotta move fast they gotta move it just seems like a perfect next step for him I know, right. but Copa America's coming. U.S. is going to be in yeah. that Copa America. So they got to be prepared for the U.S. men's national team, Brazil, oh. with a manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a manager too, man. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, could we get Abel Ferreira? Ooh. Ooh. No. Doubtful. Mean, that would be... Absolutely not. I don't want to say better than Thierry, but he is. I wanted to say. Yeah, oh yeah, as a coach, absolutely. Thierry Henry hasn't done anything as a coach. Come but he, but he can. I still believe in his legacy as a coach okay. if he if he makes like, the right choices. Well, you know, Patrick Vieira is open, and that's exactly. open to interpretation too. Um, but but okay, if we're giving credit out, mm-hmm. okay, because we mentioned credit previous to uh, Abel Freire, which I do like that shout a lot. Um, and that one actually kind of just makes too much sense, um, considering what he has done with Palmeiras. But if we're giving credit out, I. I I'm going to give credit to West Ham. <laughs> West Ham. Of all teams, you know why I'm going to give credit to their their higher-ups? Okay. Not sacking David Moyes. <laughs> Not sacking David Moyes has actually turned out to be a good decision. This week. <laughs> right? ah, this week, but come on. this is They're in the semifinals of the UEFA Conference League. Uh, they were in the Europa League semifinals last year. They have the possibility to win 
the Europa Conference League and pull off the Jose Mourinho um, ascent to the Europa League type of situation here. Um, they have... Uh, they, they're starting to pep up when they most need to. They're basically away from relegation. Okay, it was a bad year in the Premier League, but you're still in Europe. I mean, when all is said and done, if you win the Europa Conference League, is this not a successful season? Yes, it is. But it's pretty it is. It's pretty sad, though, for West Ham fans, considering how they're playing. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, and I still think that in the offseason, they need to move on. But I think the best thing for them to do was to trust in David Moyes at that moment to get through this. The That's players had point. not lost him. The players had not lost him at that point, um, at least publicly. Uh, and there was never really any inkling that that he had lost the locker room, right? Unless they really kept it that locked tight. So it, it was almost a trust the players. I mean, think about how many of those players were playing so subpar and how many injuries they actually had throughout the season. And now you're looking at Lucas Paqueta and yeah, if Lucas Paqueta actually gets some really good strikers in front of him, um, he could be, he could be the revelation Skamaka. of next season <laughs> in the premier there. league. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's done it and dusted there, oh, but my like gosh. Jared Bowen's pepped curse. up. Uh, Mikel Antonio has pepped up quite a bit. Actually, he's turned into a stud uh, at least in the UEFA conference league, but it's clear when you look at what they did in the Conference League, that they're too good for the Europa Conference League. They won all six of their group stage matches. I think they only conceded four. And they've basically beaten comfortably every one of their uh, opponents so far up to this semifinal. And you know what? If the Europa Conference League uh, is good enough for Jose Mar- Jose Mourinho, then it's good enough for West Ham United to win. No, okay, it's, it's certainly not. good enough Come for on. David Moyes. You're comparing okay. Mourinho's legacy with West Ham. No, 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 no. not not a, not a legacy. <laughs> what I'm saying is is Jose Mourinho treated that that trophy as if it was the first trophy he's ever won when no. he won it. Okay, so if he thinks it's good enough. I, this is actually a good thing for me saying good things about Mourinho. Ah, if he on. thinks it's good enough, then it can be good enough for David Moyes. Mourinho's the okay. first manager ever to win the Conference League, Europa League, and Champions League. That's that. And David only. David only. Moyes is going to be the second. What to win the Conference League, but not even the cha- <laughs> Champions League and Europa League? I'm like, what? David no, Moyes, no, no, what? I get that. I get that. But no, 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 I'm just, I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back to all the pictures and all the videos of when he he shed a tear for the Conference League, man. He shed a tear for the Conference League. For Roma, so, Roma uh, haven't won a title for like how many years? And he gave that title to Roma. They, they, the, the celebrations. They couldn't win anything what, with anyone. What, with Mourinho, West they, Ham has been in a. I know, but West Ham has been in a relegation. You know what? I I am actually tired. I like. Don't get me wrong, because everyone's going to think I'm I'm being negative about Jose Mourinho here. But I'm actually tired of people saying that Jose Mourinho has done like phenomenally well at AS Roma. What? He, he has, is not, man. He has. He is. He is not. They, this is the. This is like the lowest. One of the lowest winning percentages in his career. He's done a good job for Roma. I think Roma are he's a won, better he's team. He's won fifty. 52% of his games. But I think Roma are a better team from when they first got Mourinho. That my, my only question, okay. my last question for, for yeah. to answer that to you would be, yeah. do you think Roma would get Dybala without Mourinho? No, but I mean, no. No, I don't think they would have. And Dybala no. is the best player of Roma this season. So I'm going to give huge credit to Mourinho. Even putting Smalling, yeah. Tammy Abraham... And I, I, I like it. And Zaniolo, that's not an easy thing to do, to say, Zaniolo, 
We're parting ways. It's ha- it won't work out. Saniolo was like the wonder kid of Roma. So uh, I, I, I personally, I, Spinazzola injured. That was a big injury. Pellegrini's looking good. So I, I, but I can understand where you're coming. The style of play is not the best. I understand. No, that. but he gets I it mean, done. But- <laughs> and, and he is he is in fourth place right now. I mean, that yes. arguably not arguably this is his best season at Roma. Yes. Uh, they, they but but I <laughs> I Bretton, I love you, man. This is, I, I love just it. don't un, from a from a career trajectory. It does seem a little odd. And Spurs screwed him up. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Spurs screwed him up exactly. So, uh, and imagine maybe it's Spurs, a comeback. He said to Spurs, "Give me Luis Campos." I want Gleish comes as the director of, of football, and I'm the manager. And they didn't accept that. Daniel Levy says, I'm losing too much control with that. You lost the club with that. Ever since then, yeah. nothing's been the same. Nothing. So, so Mourinho to PSG? <laughs> Mourinho is certainly one of the favorites to PSG. Yes, Bretton. <laughs> I, I, I even know some things, and there are talks being Ooh, made. There are talks okay. being made for this. So, But I don't oh, want to say out of respect for Roma. Because Roma... Great, great choice, in my opinion. But if you're listening until now, don't forget <laughs> to like this video, episode 102, and put, again, your choices, topics, things you want to see in the episode 103. We want to see the comment section full of those comments. And again, people, yeah. if you're listening until now, thank you so much for going bold community. Until next week. <laughs>